Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today we want to talk about genres and how it relates to market research. Okay, so as you guys know, I'm in my phase of learning more about book promotion, marketing, and all of that for Sweet Potato Jones. Well, the mystery was taken away from me because my publishing company actually has given me the category, the genre. It is going to be listed as YA Contemporary Fiction. Now, that is very important from a publishing standpoint. And so all of my indie authors out there, I love you guys. Stay strong. You know, we have to determine all of these categories ourselves. What genre does our book fall under? And then we can pick, you know, five categories that that match it. We While we're discussing, we can say, well, it, it has elements of clean romance, suspense, you know, and a little paranormal. <laughs> you know, that's kind of like what maybe mine would say. <laughs> Um, all wrapped up into a contemporary fiction book. So, a student asked me, a 10th grader, we were having this discussion about genres and, you know, what do you like to write in the writing club? And one of the kids of the Mighty Pen, she said, well, tell me, what, what does contemporary fiction mean? And um, she said, why would they have categorized it like that? And I explained to her, you know, and this is the way that I put it. I was like, so think about you being able to pick up a newspaper right now and look because she is in the journalism class. So I thought that that would be a perfect analogy for her, for her to be able to visually connect. Um, so I gave her the setting and I, I said, um, imagine that you're picking up the newspaper. Oh, you've picked it up. We're opening it up. And there you see an article. And this article is about homelessness, but then this one's about gang violence. And then this one, oh, look at this one. This is about uh, families helping families. And it's a great story that they've just, you know, wanted to do a, a heartwarming story in there. And I said, and it's all wrapped up in today's date of the newspaper. And I'm like, that is contemporary fiction. And she's like, oh, okay, I get it now. And I'm like, therefore, the word contemporary is realistic, what you think could actually happen. Like, maybe you might know these characters. They're fiction, but, I mean, you might know them. You might run across them one day. And she's like, I got it. And so, that's the way I have learned that I've got to talk about my book with young adults. 
And yes, I've even had ninth grade students look at me and say, well, what's YA? Like when I'm just throwing out all of this lingo, expecting, well, they know what YA is. They're reading it. And they're reading it. I mean, she's pulling them off the shelf. And I'm like, no, that means young adult because they're used to juvenile fiction. They're used to middle grades. They might, you know, they might have seen the MG. Their teachers in middle grades might have talked to them about their, um, you know, this is a middle grades, you know, historical fiction or blah, blah, blah. Well, when they just don't know what YA means. And I think that's important that we teach them even about, you know, these categories. So, why is that important that you know how to talk about your own book? Well, I'm on these Facebook groups, guys. I can't tell you how much I love my Facebook groups. And I got in the middle of a discussion the other day where I was just reading. I wasn't even posting on this one. But I was in the middle of it because I wanted to see what people were saying. You know, like, what is the difference between sweet romance and clean romance? And people were, you know, going back and forth. You know, this is the level of intensity. Both of them only have kissing involved in it. Um, if you see the word sweet, it sometimes people think it's synonymous with clean. And I'm going, you know, wow, you know, people are really taking that romance and then they break it down again and again. Then I read one response that was, look, you know, when I'm querying, I don't know what to put because I'm putting this, 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 and this. And somebody responded back, no, that's not the way to go. If you can't describe your book, then you're going to have a problem. You are going to have to pick a category, pick a genre, stick with it, and then frame it. You know, put your picture inside of it. So pick yourself a picture frame, guys. This is the best thing I can know. So of course, you're going to pick your fiction picture frame, or you're going to picture, pick your nonfiction picture frame. But then, what is the most vibrant of the colors that stand out? You're not going to be able to list probably everything in your entire book. You heard how I could pick out, like, the top three things in my series. It's a clean romance. It has a little bit of suspense in there. And the paranormal. But if I had to, you know, categorize this whole one, it would be horror because the paranormal stands out more than anything. The, the horror elements, um, the good versus evil, all of, you know, what I would want somebody to take away is just that, you know, the exorcist piece, that would be horror. And then you have other elements in there. And there is a budding romance. You know, there is um, family drama. There's a dynamic that, you know, but you can't sit there and say, well, I don't know really what my book is. You've got to decide. you got to. This is going to help you when you are targeting your audience. Because if you don't know exactly how to frame your book, audiences aren't even going to know if that's a book that they would want to pick up. And so you've got to frame it in a way that it's going to appeal to your audience members, but then it's going to stay true to your story. You can't just pick something just because you think, well, you know, clean romance is really hot right now on, 
Amazon, so I'm going to put it there, and then you trick them all, and you got some scenes in there, people. That's not what I mean. <laughs> I mean, just really knowing your book and looking up, researching, going out there and finding out ways to talk about your book. Because if you are around, and let's say you're, you're like me and you're YA, and you're around other young adults, you need to find movies that match in your genre. And so like John Green, everybody in the YA reading loop probably has watched one of the John Green movies. Um, they've read the books. If you have a book that is similar in nature for somebody that is well-known, you know, even if they know him from Crash Course, because <laughs> uh, teachers use that all the time, you know, you've got to find movies. And Netflix and Hulu, That y'all, that's where it's at. If you could um, have your Netflix genres down, and you could pick some top-viewed books. I mean books. You could pick some top-viewed movies in Netflix that match. Then you can say, well, have you seen that movie on Netflix yet? And that is a good entry point to talk to audience members about your books. I don't care what age you are. We're all watching Netflix, I think. Netflix, seriously. And Amazon Prime. Um, and Hulu. So just, you know, a lot of my students, though, when I ask them about what's their preference, they're saying Netflix or Hulu. A lot of them aren't saying Amazon Prime, but they are saying Netflix. So I will tell you now, a good way to, to compare your book with your target audience when you're, when you're talking about your book, choose your genre, frame it, package it nicely, and then compare it. And compare it not only to other books, but also to other movies. Because you might have potential readers out there that are struggling to find the perfect book. So they are not in the habit of reading, but they're in the habit of watching. And they can pull up their app on their phone. And sometimes you can go by students and they're in the middle. When they're walking into your classroom, they're in the middle of a movie. Seriously, I'm not, I'm not joking. I'm not kidding about this. Um... And so that's a way to say, oh, well, if you're watching this movie, well, have you considered this book? <laughs> you know, I do that stuff all the time. And then, and then I'll talk to them, you know, guys, look at The Count of Monte Cristo. And then I'll share with them all of the things about the, the book that I love and then say, and it comes with a movie. <laughs> That'll hook them in, too, because they'll want to watch the movie. Sam is hooked on things like that. He wants to read The Boy Who Harnessed the Wind because it's a Netflix movie, and I'm so proud of him. That's a 10th grade selection at our school, and he's in sixth grade. And he said, um, they're on spring break right now. But he told me yesterday, as soon as we finish The Hobbit, he does not want to read The Outsiders now. He wants to wait. He wants to read The Boy Who Harnessed the Wind. I mean, movies, even if you watch it beforehand, look how that has pulled him in to this, you know, nonfiction and it's going to give us a breakaway. I, I'm telling you, I'm so proud of how, you know, Netflix is doing this because it's opening up books for our youth. That's an entry point, y'all. That's entry points into books. So going back to the genres, go on and investigate them. Research them. Learn what is the difference between sweet and clean. What is the difference between literary fiction and fiction and contemporary and 
historical and I mean science fiction and fantasy a lot of those you know those are easy for us to talk about dystopian is easy for us to talk about we know those common ones but I realized while I was doing my market research what happened and I even spoke this aloud multiple times yesterday to validate myself because I thought that I was scared in the middle of a book and so I quit writing it it wasn't that God stopped me from writing that book because I was writing it for the wrong audience and you're like Jennifer come on yes I'm serious I know it now for a fact so I want to tell you guys this story so last summer I was very productive in my writing not only did I look through my trilogy edit it um, get it ready to pitch to my publishing company I also wrote an exorcist series that I wanted to, to be um, hopefully one day in print I'm praying for that one um, I haven't even um, contacted publishing companies about that one yet because I'm, I'm trying to be patient here I'm really trying to be patient it's so hard for me um, so I worked on that. I did a middle grades American Revolution. I did a historical fiction. I love middle grades reading. I'm doing, and I know why. It's because of, you know, me reading middle grades with my son. That, you know, reading historical fiction, reading the bronze bow. Like, oh my gosh, I love the bronze bow. I'm like, I want to write historical fiction. What is another time period in history that I love? And that's the American Revolution. So I did that um, and fixed that one up. But I also started writing a cult book. And I got midway through the cult book. And I'm serious, like a halfway point. Like I was on chapter 11 of this thing and I could not write anymore. And what's so particularly interesting about this story is that it was set in a high school scene. I was writing a high school scene. Guys, that book would never be allowed in YA, I'm telling you. It's too graphic. And it doesn't have any kind of adult graphic situations in it. But it has very difficult themes. And the cult theme is not appropriate. Honestly, it's not. I'm looking at it now and I'm going, you know, this is not where I should have went with this. Um, and so what genre would it fit in? So while I was doing my own market research, that's why the genre article maybe piqued my interest. Because guys, I already know what Sweet Potato Jones is. I don't get the choice in that. My publishing company has already said contemporary fiction. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so happy with that category. It's perfect. <laughs> but with you know, with these next books, maybe the Lord sent me to that particular article. For me to say know what your genre is because you have to know that in order to really connect with your target audience appropriately and i was like oh i get it so now i'm looking at the category of that target population between 18 and 20 and it has its own genre it has its own place to live now and it makes perfect sense and so now that I've got my new idea that um, I actually shared with Miss DJ yesterday, um, I've shared it with some educators that read like a book a day and they love the horror genre. Um, I shared my horror idea with them. I shared it with my students 
I shared it with my family, but my first like public announcement of my idea was yesterday during uh, Miss DJ's interview. Uh, she pulled it out of me and I was excited to talk about it just to see what her reaction was and see what she thought. I realized this can't be in a high school setting either. So this is gonna also um, take place with a college age student. And maybe, you know, one day, maybe the Lord is preparing me. He's like, you know what? You're writing, you've done YA, you've done middle grades, populations. Now you're going to work with that that middle group, <laughs> if you want to call them the middle group, between young adults and adult fiction. And, you know, maybe one day I will bring to life a couple of romance novels that I wrote years and years and years ago. Who knows? My first, my first novel that I ever wrote was a romance novel, and my mom was my reader of that, no one else. And she actually decoupaged me a plate um, of her favorite scene in the book, and she cut out pictures out of magazines and made me a plate, which I will cherish forever. Um, and so, you know, who knows what my future holds, like what's next in the genre world for me. And that's why I did, and now we've talked about this before, I disagreed um, with an author who said, I'm only going to write YA because I want people to, um, and that's not a genre, you realize that, but I'm only going to write YA science fiction because that is how people have identified my first series and because I'm, I found my niche there, you know, I'm at that bestseller status there, I'm not going to move over. I'm going to just stay in this. This is my comfort zone. This is where I live. This is what I know and I'm not going to branch out. Well, I'm going to continue to challenge myself to do like what Miss DJ said yesterday. It's just to sit still and guided by the Holy Spirit. And if I get this idea and it does not fall in a contemporary fiction world and it falls in the fantasy realm and I just wrote the Faye short story and one day I hear this gentle whisper, start the Faye again and turn that one into a, a series. Well, you know what? I've got this short story already done and I can pull that one back out and I can go with it. And then I can write a middle grades fantasy. I mean, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to limit what the Lord has for me. I'm not going to, by me, categorizing myself. But I am going to learn how to research and market my books and how to, how to put categories of what I already have so that way I can reach the right audiences. And I'll know how to frame the discussions. So framing the discussions under current events, framing the discussions with comparison movies, figuring out ways that you can break it down um, without giving every single thing away. You know, I told you don't give away your themes. You can talk about topics, but don't give away themes in your book. Just finding ways to be able to speak about your book is extremely important. And no, that does not mean you have to write your summary your blurb and you have to memorize it because there ain't no way I can do that. I might be able to memorize that blurb. But I will be able to get the gist of that when I'm in a natural conversation with someone 
And so that way, when they do see my book on Amazon or they see my book at Barnes & Noble and they pick it up and they look at the back of it, they'll go, oh, okay, I remember. We talked about this. And, oh, I can't wait to read it. Let's hope. That's what the response is going to be for Sweet Potato Jones. Um, I'm praying for that anyway. So while you're researching, look up that target audience and knowing your genre to make perfect matches. You know, it's almost like your book is on, think about it, your book is on a dating website. And whoever is your reader out there in the world wants to go on a getaway and a date with your genre. They may search from categories that way. Because once they get into a category, let's say that they've read a book that they like, then other recommended books are also going to pop up. Hopefully yours is going to be one of those. And if it's not, at least you'll be in that genre pool. So if they're just doing random searches, they can come across and find you. You know, I feel like with us, that's why reviews are so very important. Us out there in the indie world, that's why reviews from people that read our genre are critical for us. Because then they can recommend our book on their blogs or in their discussions and when they're on Facebook and they can talk about our books they can get it's it's by word of mouth many times you know oh well have you read that newest book and then you say well Karen Kingsbury she's got a new book coming out two weeks it's coming out soon and then that's how the conversation gets started and there's a name drop there's a book drop because if people like Christian fiction, they're going to go towards Karen Kingsbury, possibly. So, but you got to know who your audience is. And then once you've identified all of this, so your first step is to know your genre and be very clear about it. And yes, even if you say right now, well, it's blurry. The lines are blurred. I can have fantasy and science fiction. That's fine. Pick your frame, though, and say this is science fiction that has some fantasy elements in it. Or this is fantasy that has some romance elements in it. Because then you can just pick you some subgenres that go underneath. That is perfectly fine. But you've got to have your initial frame so you can hang this thing on the wall. And people will be able to say, oh, so that's a Jen Lowry original. Oh, well, that's a Picasso you know, they're going down the art gallery and they can they see the frame. They say, okay, I get it. I know what this is now. That's the Jen Lowry book. And, oh, okay, it's going to be clean. I know that about her. But what else is it going to be? Because this girl, she's all over the place sometimes. <laughs> and that's okay. At least they'll know it's clean. Now, once you figure that out and you get your genre, so, okay, contemporary fiction, I got you. And now underneath there, you're going to pick your subgenres. So that way, when you've matched with your target audience, when you know mine's a young adult, next, how are you going to talk about it? How are you going to frame that? How are you going to categorize that? What are your subgenres? And then how are you going to talk about it? Because the way that you pitch this thing is vital to hook in readers. So you've got to come up with you some comparison games. 
and don't just stick with comparison novels in case you're talking to students who just haven't found the right book yet, which means that they are not widely read, but they are widely Netflix viewers. You know, they'll, they'll go across Netflix. They'll, they'll go crazy on Netflix and watch, 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 watch. So find you also a couple of movies that you can carry around in your suitcase that you can open up, you know, and say, oh, I have, well, have you seen this? And then that's how you get people to connect with your genre. They'll say, okay, well, if you like those elements in there, my book runs along those similar lines. So, so this is important, and a lot of the market research that I'm looking at, that's like one of the first steps. And so I feel very confident about that step. I'm really glad that my, my new adult now has been, you know, very succinctly named and relabeled, and that way I can just go back in, um, take all of those unnecessary setting pieces that are not going to be able to be used in the high school, the age, uh, setting up for all of that. I can now go in and rework it. I didn't get to the very end at least. Thank you, Lord, for stopping me. Um, and then when I write for the future, I will be more clear about, is this YA or is this that 18 to 30-year-old target population? So then if it is, then that's when I have to use this genre category. So I think that that's really important for us to know from the beginning because we don't like I didn't want to waste my time and the Lord knew it and the Lord knew that my time is very limited so he saved me from doing a lot of editing work from that. So this summer, there we go. I've got more projects guys now, more ideas lining up that when I do get that free chunk of time, you know, I will be able to hopefully knock out these multiple books i just got to figure out what i'm going to do with them am i going to self-publish or am i going to query that's the next question for those while i'm continuing to do research and build up my base for sweet potato jones so i got to find the balance there i can't just get so caught up that i forget about sweet potato i've got to make sure that i give a priority to that book first and then continue to write and produce works so I hope that this has been helpful tell me um, like what you're currently working on what genres are you working in have you just went around to different genres in your life until you found one that was a perfect fit for you have you always worked within one realm or do you just go from wherever the Holy Spirit leads you, like what's happening with me, and just write what you write, let it be what it's going to be, and then categorize it later? <laughs> um, I would love to hear from you guys. So you can email me at jenlowrywrites at gmail.com. All right, bye guys.